I want you to remember that people take in more subconsciously that you may be aware of. And even if you have got a font that you haven't chosen and it's just there and you're using it, not choosing is a choice. Welcome back to Process the Podcast. I'd like to acknowledge the Wurundjeri people who are the traditional custodians of this land which I record this podcast today. I'd like to also pay my respects to the elders, both past and present of the Kulin Nation, and extend that respect to other Indigenous Australians listening. I'm your host, Ariel Thomas, motion director, recent social strategist, and founder of production company Cinematom. I can't wait to bring you into the world of some of my guests, Australia's most prolific creatives working in fashion, media, and design, as we unpack their unique creative process. This episode is a solo ep, and I am talking about the power of reverse engineering. I don't believe in luck. I believe in really hard work and going after what you want and making choices in favor of the things that you want. I hope you love this episode. It is my second solo. Before we get into it, I'd love you to subscribe to this podcast. This is our fourth episode back, and I need all the love that I can get. Let's get into it. We're in for a solo ep. Now, in the last episode, I stated that we were going to have Daniela from Naughty Nancy talking about copywriting with me in a really digital video-focused world. However, life happens and we've rescheduled that episode. So you've got me. But I was always planning on doing this episode as a theme of reverse engineering. This episode has come to the forefront because I often get asked a lot of questions about how I got my big name clients. Being a company of one plus a couple of freelancers, it's quite bizarre how I've accumulated Kmart as a client, how they would have even found me, how I earned their trust, all of the above. Let alone Kmart, there's also other big name clients like Vogue, especially when I'm not even in the same city. Firstly, I want to take you through the standard reverse engineering ideology so that we're on the same page about what that actually is. And then I'm going to take you behind the scenes into some of the ways that I've used it creatively to make sure that I'm primed to hit my goals. Say you want to run a marathon and it is 42 kilometers. You'd look at that final effort and you'd work backwards. So by this date, you need to run 42. Before that, you've got to hit 40. Before that, you've comfortably got to be at 35. Before that, all the way actually down to being able to run one to two kilometers. So you may need to dive a little bit deeper even and eventually change some habits, wake up earlier to fit in training, change your diet because your body's processing things differently and you need new fuel. So reverse engineering like that, let's put that as our black and white benchmark of what that is. In a business sense, you're usually looking at things like learn how to make changes on your website because you're anticipating that you have new stock coming through and you need to update it or you are creative and you want to put new work on. So you would anticipate learning how to make changes and be familiar with your own website. Have an accountant because you know that at the end of the financial year, you don't want to do your own taxes. So in the creative industry, most of my reverse engineering has come from the kinds of clients that I want to attract. So in my world, being visual, you've got test shoots and you've got spec ads. This is not like UGC related. This is in a production company or when you're working with cameras. So we'll use my um, my specific business as an example. A test shoot in the photography world is when a model needs to build out their folio or is attracted to the photographer's work. A hair and makeup artist usually wants to try and new look or test their skills and a photographer wants to shoot a new face or try a new technique or flex a new muscle, get a new light, all the things. It's a really good networking tool, but more than that, it is the best way to attract clients. It's a 
band of creatives coming together for the mutual goal of creating great work. The best way to do this is to shoot work that's going to capture the attention of the brand that you're trying to attract and more so being strategic with your timing even. Before reaching out to a beauty brand, for example, have beauty work at the top of your website and your feed. If you're trying to get into an editorial style fashion, do that. You can do things on a really low budget if you're being really savvy, but reverse engineering really works as a visual thing. When I used to pursue acting, I held on to advice that someone told me in New York and they said that when you walk into a room, a casting director wants you to be great. They want you to do your job so that they can stop searching for the right person. They can get your tape down and then they can wrap that search up because their job is finished. They have found the right person. Now, usually that kind of advice is supposed to help with nerves and the idea that you're just in the room being judged and criticised. It's sort of a mindset thing that you would tell an actor that you are, that they're looking for you. So just do the best job that you can do and try to be what they're looking for. In the creative world, people are looking at your work and it's free to show up on socials. So as a business or as a consultant or whoever's looking at your work, a marketing head or a PR girl or whoever's booking you, they're looking at your work because they want you to suit their needs. And it makes things simpler and easier for them. There is no point in posting event photography if you're not interested in it or you're tired of doing those events. Reverse engineer your folio to attract the right clientele. So breaking down tips for this to attract the kind of work through marketing your current work, have a think about what kind of shoots you could pull together or that you could work on for the presentation of your work so that you are immediately solving your ideal client's problems. If I wanted to get booked for Afterpay Fashion Week in Sydney in May, now is the time for me to be posting street style all the work I've done for Fashion Weeks in Melbourne, Sydney and uh, backstage work because this is the time that they're looking and you have to be really strategic about that and timing. So in spec video productions, it's pretty similar. You create a spec which encapsulates the look and feel and energy, cinematography, casting and all of that that you think you can achieve for that brand. A few years ago, I wanted to showcase that we were across Super 8. So we did a test shoot with a model, had her dance around the botanical gardens and portray a certain energy. And paired with the right music, I was ready to email some specific brands with that content at the top of the feed. I think that's honestly how I got Mecca last year because I did beauty as a test and I put that front and centre when I knew that they were looking at my company. Now, I knew that they were looking because I received some LinkedIn notifications that they were looking and that there was also new followers and the bios of the girls' accounts stated that they worked Mecca. You can really achieve some pretty amazing stuff. So for this podcast, I want to attract certain sponsors. So I'm in the middle of designing a strategy that's going to perfectly suit the few that I'm dreaming of. I'm defining process the podcast branding to attract specific clients. More on podcast strategy in another episode, maybe if we get there, but we'll see. So when it comes to your actual branding, I chose the Cinematom font to look like the acne font. Plain as day. Now, if you look at it and you see it, that was my reference. It's different. There's different changes. My friend Nina designed the logo, Nina Abrahams. She's brilliant. She made some changes to it, obviously, and it, it is actually really unique lettering, but 
It was definitely in the same world. And I loved their bold, simple lettering. The brand itself represents street style, artistic, professional. And I think of an acne wearing individual as crisp, prompt, creative, that is consistent and delivers. That is so detailed, but I wanted to encapsulate that. So when you're branding a creative business, especially these things really, really matter. I was 24 when I started Cinematom and I was knocking on the doors at Vogue. I mean, I needed to subliminally tell that team that I would not let them down. And the acne inspired font and logo did some of that work. Whether we like it or not, we associate things subliminally. In luxury, especially the fonts are usually serif, meaning that they have their tails like in the um, Times New Roman. So think uh, Hermes, Rolex, Cartier. These brands are now redoing their logos to be more like Balenciaga. Um, Burberry just came out with a sans serif along with YSL, changing from YSL to Saint Laurent now. So apparently sans serif in caps, evenly spaced, That tells an audience that you're luxury, but you're evolving and you deserve a seat at the luxury table. None of this is coincidental. So bottom line, font definitely matters, but you have to have a think about these things. Reverse engineering can also be really important in things like your company headshot. What message do you want to portray? I've had the privilege of shooting people's portraits and headshots, and I always ask them what Like, what are we saying? Are you a laid back team? Do you take a lot of cold calls and need people to think that you're friendly and put them at ease before they've even met you? Work these things into the strategy and get a headshot or a a profile that is with a gentle smile on your face with a neutral background. My website profile photo, I'm sitting on the ground, I'm in a shirt, denim, sneakers, and I'm sitting on the ground in a studio. I chose to sit on the ground because. I think that that shows that I'm really not afraid to get my hands dirty and when you are working in video and I'm often on the ground, I know that sounds so weird, but like you just have to be ready to get dirty and really get amongst the work. Um, I'm also wearing a shirt because I love the tailoring and I wanted to have an air of being well put together for my clients. I'm smiling and my hands are on my knees, kind of like I'm in a mid-conversation. I wanted to be able to give the impression that I am very conversational and candid. And I'm wearing jeans and sneakers because there's a very casual air about me. And I think that this photo on the website tells that story. It's not an accident. I could go on for days, but I'll solidify it for you before we wrap up this solo app. So let me give you an example of something that I'm currently doing to reverse engineer because all my examples have been previous reverse engineering exercises. Now, this is quite serendipitous because I actually wrote this episode yesterday, the afternoon before going to the event at her, that venue. I was writing this, tapping away, saying, you know what, I am going to put my goals and what I want to achieve with this podcast out there for the listeners because I'm going to work my hardest to get it and they can hold me accountable. And when I do get these goals, they're going to be connected to the success. So here I am typing out the script yesterday afternoon. I wrote no word of a lie. I'm currently putting out there that I would like this podcast to have a live recording at South by Southwest. And then I go on. That's in my script. Last night, 
I went to this event alone and I met a girl that is the person that is going through the applications. And I told her that it was one of my biggest goals for 2023 was to get on the live stage at South by Southwest. And she said, I told her the premise of the podcast and what my ideas were, her beaming smile back at me guys, just get out of your comfort zone. I cannot. Now that I just read that, I'm like, I give myself goosies because the universe works in very mysterious ways. But back to this script, I'm currently putting out there that I would like this podcast to have a live recording at South by Southwest. Let's see how we go there. I would also like to attract a luxury car sponsorship as well as a big player like an Adobe or a Dropbox or a WeTransfer or better yet, a Squarespace because I've just moved my website over to Squarespace. Luxury cars and creativity do not necessarily correlate in a linear way, but the majority of car brands are sponsoring podcasts at the moment with Porsche having a thing called Women With Drive and Audi sponsoring those beautiful New Zealand girls that have the financial podcast called The Curve. I know so many beautiful influencers and um, profile talent that get sponsored regularly by car brands and I think that that would be a really cool match because I am on my way and I want that car to be a part of my life. So a luxury car company is going to want to see videos. It's 2023. Much more regular posting schedules and some interviews with luxury brand creatives at well-known household names. I don't necessarily think that they're going to want to have a really niche, gritty, Melbourne creative lineup. I think that a car company to want to sign a partnership deal with me is going to want to have some big household name brands on the pod. Um, That's just an inkling of if I was in PR at a luxury brand company, how I would work that. But that's sort of mm, a little bit of what I'm thinking that they would want. So in that, I'm working on my guest list. I'm crafting their attraction to me rather than just taking a punt. I actually don't believe in luck at all. And I am really hungry to kick off video properly next week. At the moment, I'm posting video in black and white. Casey, who recently did a self-doubt episode with me, said, out of interest, why are your videos in black and white? And I was really blunt. The wall behind her in the podcast studio is teal blue. No one's branding is teal blue. These brands are going to want to share these assets, put them in their EDMs, maybe on their social media. No one likes teal. And by black and white, obviously removes the teal. So it just looks gray. Black and white also has a feeling of nostalgia, classic. Um, It's very strong as a choice. And basically it just had more pros than cons. So that was a big chat on reverse engineering and some of the ways that I've used it and am actively using it in my business to get what I want. And I hope that this is helped demystified and I hope it's made your creative brain cogs turn and you're thinking a lot more seriously about creative reverse engineering at this point. It is a key feature in literally all of my business decisions and literally I've grown my livelihood. I pay rent (laughs) with this strategy reverse engineering since day one. So I want you to remember that people take in more subconsciously that you may be aware of. And even if you have got a font that you haven't chosen and it's just there and you're using it, not choosing is a choice. Just sit with that for a little bit. Not thinking about 
presentation and leaving things on a template as they are or how things are or just choosing a random font on your Instagram stories is still a choice. I just really, really want to see you guys succeed and get into the nitty gritty of this. So thank you so much for listening. If you loved this episode, please leave a review, subscribe to the podcast and share it with a friend. This is my fourth episode back now to the podcast. I'm loving it, but we need all the love that we can get. So I hope you love this episode and I will see you next Sunday.